And welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. And we are here for another episode of the Cinemania Nightmare Show. This is the show we talk all things horror and news. I have a crying cat under me, everyone. We are joined here by some guests from the Cinemania World team and a special guest. First, we have from the Nightmare School, we have Tyler. Tyler, hello. Hello. Happy Friday the 13th. Have Everybody's been celebrating correctly. I'm excited to talk some horror on Friday the 13th, which is kind of a rare occurrence. Yes. Happy Friday the 13th, everyone, in October. When's the last time that happened? Yeah, I know. We almost had a horror movie come out on October 13th. No, Friday the 13th. We can never have, we can Taylor never Swift. have nice things. God damn Taylor Swift, man. Uh, we are also joined from the Cinemania World team and the Nightmares crew. Jordy, hello. How are you? Doing well. Happy spooky Friday the 13th. I Happy. feel like it's the perfect fall day. It is. It is. The weather up here is still kind of like... It was like hot too, today. Oh. Yeah, it's too nice. I, I like the... I, I need oh, it's my 40s. gloomy here and yeah. rainy. Dwayne, Dwayne and I aren't like too far away distance-wise, so our weather is yeah, usually so. pretty similar. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it too much. But uh, lastly, we are joined by a special guest, friend of the podcast. It's been a while since he's been on the show, but we have Eric, a.k.a. Critical Overlord. Hello, my friend. How you doing? Hey, good to be here again, and I'm doing quite fine. Happy Friday the 13th to everybody, and big happy Friday the 13th to, to Taylor Swift because she saved us from the Exorcist Believer today. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't, we still got it, though. It was like, <laughs> we still had to like, I didn't get it, sadly. Uh, well, my my no, screening was no, possessed. No, sad. no sadly. <laughs> You're good. It wasn't, it wasn't hidden too. And after after sitting on it for a long time, it's just I'm just really disappointed by The Exorcist. Uh, <laughs> so the sad. rollout was so disappointed that I like is David Gordon Green coming back for another one, or is he like is he, he's like nah? It, so it seemed like he was kind of like backpedaling almost. Mm-hmm. Recently, he was talking about it not that long ago about how he you know he might pass off the reins as far as directing to somebody else, but he'll still like help write it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. So, they should just give it yeah. to Mike Flanagan. And like the, that'll be nice, but he's too busy with Netflix. I wish he would move on from Netflix. No oh, he's done. That was his he last show. To, okay. Yeah, he went to Great. Amazon now, baby. Yeah, but like do some movies. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, been a minute. Bezos. I feel like, I I feel like it's been a minute. To do, uh, I think he was ready to sink his teeth into the Shining universe, but that just didn't happen because Dr. Sleep flopped unfortunately yeah because they released it like a week after halloween it was the dumbest rollout i think i've ever seen it was like november 3rd i was like we couldn't just do it a week earlier ah whatever uh so yeah it's friday 13th everyone before we get into like news and discussions and stuff like that i wanted to just ask since it is friday the 13th what is your favorite friday the 13th movie in the franchise Favorite f- movie in the franchise, Friday the Thirteenth. How many movies we got? Like twenty five of those movies 12? for Jason. Twelve. Okay. If you count Friday uh, versus I'm gonna Jason, go off for yeah. on, on a. So if anybody here says Jason X, just to be edgy, that's what we're doing. <laughs> but because uh, I feel like that's the thing nowadays. It's like the the hated movies that came out before. Now it's like all beloved. Like everyone wants season of the witch sequels, and I'm like, no, 
everyone was like, mm, Scream 3 is the best, best Scream. It's like, all right. I, I still think it's just wild that they sent Jason Voorhees to space. <laughs> I think that's mostly just a trend of people trying to take ahead, movies look. that are deemed Today's bad and go ahead and say, oh, well, you know, this movie's mm-hmm. actually good. And it's like, well, you can think that and we can continue to think it's bad. I don't see what the big deal is. Yeah. Just go watch it. <laughs> I agree. No, I, I, I agree. So... I guess I'll start with you, Eric. Your favorite Friday the Thirteenth movie, your favorite, the, the, your favorite movie in that franchise, Jason. Which one is it? What you got? Over time, it's shifted to Jason Lives, only because that one has the scream formula the most. But mm-hmm. other than that, I did like the face-off between him and Tommy Jarvis. I liked Megan. I thought Megan was one of the best final girls of the series in that film. A lot of good kills. I definitely dug that that um, RV sequence with Teenage Frankenstein, that song playing mm-hmm. in the background. Something about that sequence is just iconic to me. <laughs> Love that song. Uh, let's go to you, Tyler. How about you? What's your favorite? Uh, similar to Eric, actually, mine is Jason Lives as well. I just think it's so... It's so campy, like, and I think that's part of why I like it because it's not trying to tr- take itself that seriously. And I think that, I mean, it literally opens up with a James Bond parody with Jason Voorhees. I mean, it's it, it's hilarious, <laughs> but but it's the dawn of the um, zombie Jason, which I think is just a crazy era. You know, I mean, he gets brought back to life, getting struck by lightning multiple times. I mean, <laughs> insane. And then because of that, you know, it just the whole movie is just so over the top, you know, that RV sequence that Eric mentioned is not even just like an amazing stunt, but like the story behind it also is, is pretty funny. The reason why they did it, because I think it was the producer like what would have kept it if they didn't destroy it. So just out of spitefulness, they destroyed it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think six, six and four, six and four are the two that I enjoy the most. And Jordy, what is your what's your favorite in the franchise? Oh, I don't know. I feel like I I don't want to be lame and say like the first one or part two. I do love Jason Takes Manhattan, and I'm probably just saying this because it came out on the day of my birth. I feel connected to that movie, and I just think it's ridiculous <laughs> seeing Jason in a New York subway. Mm-hmm. But. I, I, I just wish she was like actually in Manhattan more. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like I'm going to say it just because it came out on my birthday and I feel like it was fate. So for me, I uh, the one that I've always loved since I was little was The New Blood. And I know it's not really popular, but when I was little and I saw this girl with powers just throwing Jason around, I was howling and I loved it. And was, Jason versus Carrie. I think it was that one. I think that one. I was just like, oh man, it was like a little, just like a little kid, little black kid with like an orange jumpsuit the entire movie. Oh man, I loved it. I loved she, it so much. Th- th- she like, dr- she like destroyed the house, like collapsed the house on him at one point after like beating the crap out of him for so much. Like, <laughs> like blew, like blew up, ripped yeah. his mask off, like blew a hole in the ground and threw him in the basement. <laughs> 
Yeah, I dig it. I digged it. I don't know why. I just digged it. It's, it's insane. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's go into some of the news here. All right. So let's go on to our most recent news of the day, which is the news regarding Halloween and Michael Myers. So apparently, apparently Michael Myers has a new home as far as television, which is Merrimax. But wasn't he already all? Wasn't he already on Merrimax? And whatnot for the movies, I guess. But I guess it's the, like yeah, the, the next, films, uh, yeah. they co-own the film rights to all the sequels already. Mm-hmm. So okay, so what was going on? What was going on with this A twenty four stuff? Because at first, initially, that was kind of like the rumor, and that was kind of what people were saying. And then uh, the news broke from Deadline that is actually Merrimax who has the rights, and now they're going to do a Halloween cinematic universe which sounds awful the hcu it sounds really bad and i'm someone who champions this conjuring universe but like the conjuring has multiple like villains i guess if that's the word we're going to use for these like you know the nun and annabelle and stuff i mean what are you going to do with just michael it doesn't really make any sense to me unless they like bring in some i don't know what you could do but that sounds just ridiculous to me uh, and yeah, I am bummed by this because I actually was looking forward to the whole A24 idea. I thought the idea was really cool and interesting and different. And, uh, you know, it didn't really hit me until a lot of people would say, if you watch the first Halloween, it feels like an A24 movie in ways. And I can, I can see that. And I kind of wanted to see what they would, would have done with Michael Myers and just the IP and all that, so I was a little disappointed, but I guess we'll see what happens. So uh, let's go around, get everyone's thoughts on all of this, and let's start with you, Tyler. Just thoughts on Michael moving into TV for a little bit. Oh, man. Um, I mean, as far as TV goes, I mean, there are some avenues that I do think could be fascinating. I think one of the main ones, like it was kind of rumored, is the possibility of doing a sort of um, TV continuation of Season of the Witch, because I actually do. I like Season of the Witch. I don't. It's not like one of my favorite Halloween movies or anything, but like I think it could be interesting, finally, at this point, exploring more of that. And I feel like with a 24 behind the helm, that would have also made it a little bit more interesting and a little bit more dark and twisted just to see an a 24 spin on season of the witch. Like that was what actually kind of fascinated me a bit, even though I didn't necessarily want a 24, but if they were going to have at least the TV rights, I think that would have been really cool because I think a 24, as far as their television productions do a great job. Um, as far as like a cinematic universe, um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's just like a little odd to have like a cinematic universe just because it doesn't seem like this is a franchise that is like formatted for a cinematic universe compared to like, you know, a Marvel or even the conjuring eventually turned itself into a universe. So I guess maybe with the right people involved, but it is just like strictly Michael Myers. Like, is is there going to be like a Laurie Strode spinoff or like, or, you know, a Loomis spinoff or like, it just seems very odd to me to explore a multifaceted story with a simple, like Michael Myers character. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they go about it. I saw some people saying, um, saying that they should just make it anthology kind of thing. And I don't know, none of this, I don't know. It doesn't really make sense to me. 
Uh, Eric, let's go to you. Just your thoughts and what you've heard regarding this new venture from Michael Myers. Uh, yeah, so I haven't actually heard anything specific besides what Deadline put out. On Sunday this week, I was told that on Wednesday or at some point during the week, there would be reports coming out that would hype up what was coming with A24. And sure enough, that's what happened. Uh, but then I guess what happened is I should have circled back and actually went back to my source because when I talked to this person, they let me know, oh, you should have reached out to me because Miramax came in and they actually won. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was seeing. So the cinematic universe stuff, people... when I was seeing that, I was like, uh, it has potential. It also has potential to be overwhelming, like right now with Marvel and DC for a lot of people. But it depends on how they go about it and how it's executed, obviously. If they want to restart Michael's story in a TV show and then maybe continue it in a few movies and then tell different stories within the same universe on other seasons of that same show, kind of like an anthology, I guess, in its own way. And then, uh, Jordy, what about you? What did you think about the, uh, the whole thing regarding Michael Myers on TV and with Mary Max? Um, okay. I have thoughts. I think a 24 would have been really cool. Like I would, that to me sounds more interesting just overall. Um, but obviously we're not getting that. I am just to Tyler's point, a little confused how it could be a universe with one central character. So like, like what else is going to be part of this universe and who, and like, how would that work? But I'm also just kind of exhausted and I should caveat, like I love a sequel. I'm a franchise girl. Like I don't have any qualms about like an expanded like trilogy or anything like that. But I just feel like we keep getting these movies where immediately before they've even released one, they have announced that it is a trilogy. It's this new series that they're going to do. And so it's like, they're not focused on making one really good movie. They're trying to like sell a story throughout, you know, multiple. And I think like to our point with like the exorcist believer that just came out, like that was supposed to be a trilogy and then it didn't do well. So it's like, Mm -hmm. what do you do from there? And then if they don't continue it, you're getting an incomplete story because they're planning this long thing. So I would just like to get back to the simpler times of it just being like, give us one good movie. And then if it does well, then give us some. Okay. With that being said, let's get on to our other topic of the day is, and that is just regarding scream seven. There's been some uh, miscommunication regarding scream seven online recently regarding general Ortega. So one, I saw there was a report a couple weeks ago regarding General Ortega possibly not returning or returning into a lim- a limited role. And then I saw another report that she is committed to doing Scream 7. Now, it hasn't really been confirmed what kind of role this is going to be, whether it's going to be limited or not. But uh, let's go to Eric first regarding Scream 7. Anything you heard regarding uh, General Ortega and Scream 7? Yeah, so I 
put out that video saying that what they wanted to do or what seems to be what they have locked in as of now is to just use Terra in a limited capacity. Then someone else chimed in who I went to go see, okay, how do I know this person is trustworthy? Their whole entire Instagram account is full of things that are undeniable. They put out that Catherine Newton was going to be in the Radio Silence Project a day before it got announced by official reputable outlets, and they have so much more on their account. They're saying that she apparently, or Paramount, Spyglass, the writers, have three versions of a story where she's either the lead, not in it at all, or limited. But from what I was told, they're going with the limited route regardless. That's not to say that they can't change their mind. But I think a limited capacity could work quite well for Tara if you do it correctly. And Tara's absence could be filled by Sydney Prescott if you write her well enough. And then whatever happens to Tara to cause said absence could be pushed on to great character development work with the likes of Sam and Chad. Yeah, Chad. Mm -hmm. So I think limited would be best, honestly, to coincide with how busy her schedule is, because I don't know how busy she might be after the strikes. Busy schedule, like what? What are we talking? Like, okay, so is it Wednesday? Is that is that what's yeah. holding her schedule, or is it? So they have well, forget Beetle about juice. Wednesday if that's the case. God, <laughs> <laughs> that show is a hit, Dwayne. It is I a guess. hit, but yeah, she used to film all of Wednesday. Like they didn't even start it, and I think Beetlejuice is like almost done. Yeah, I think they said mm-hmm. they had like a, a like a less than a week left. Somebody's actually leaking Beetlejuice 2 over on a Beetlejuice subreddit. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, my oh God. No. I'm going to have to look into those leaks. <laughs> so, listen, my thought regarding this is that I I, I think I've been, I've been saying since, like, Scream 2022 that I think Jenna should have been the lead by the next one. Because I just was not vibing with Melissa Barrera in Scream 2022. And then I saw, and then Scream 6 comes out. And I was vibing heavy with uh, Melissa B- Barrera in that movie. I actually rewatched it to this morning. Uh, Tyler knows, I sent him the group chat, the photo. It's, uh, I was very so confused. It was like... <laughs> and when when she is all like, I'm going to fuck you up, Ghostface. And she, and then in the open, in like the beginning of that movie, when they see the news, then she's rushing to the kitchen to get a knife. Like, I'm all in on Melissa Barrera now. Like, I'm just all in. She's a badass in Scream 6. And Jenna Ortega is still there. And I'm like, I'm still a fan of the two. I'm still a fan of uh, Sam and Tara. So the limited thing kind of worries me a little bit because I don't know. But I do also feel like there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen regarding characters when it comes to Scream. And it looked like radio silence just refused to kill anybody. And it's like, I I get it, but I kind of was like, dude, you left everybody alive at like Scream 6. And Chad was I the like, most egregious of the group. Yeah. Oh, man. I oh remember God. like, I remember earlier oh, this year. <laughs> Earlier this year, when we were all talking about Scream Six, a bunch of y'all on nightmares were not vibing with them. I remember Jordy's like, nah, and like Chris and everybody. But I was like, I loved it. But my main issue was that there's no stakes anymore. Everybody gets a knife, a knife stab, and just walks, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it was so egregious in that movie. And I'm watching it today. I'm like, yo, this is nuts. Like everybody just gets stabbed in the gut like five times, and we're they just they chilling. 
even the part where Melissa like, Barrera, like that part when she's ganking the cop and he just like he's up oh, yeah. and fine and he's still speaking after like twenty knife wounds. I mean, this is getting crazy. So yeah, Chad was getting double teams. Yeah. So when you go into Scream Seven, like, like Scream Seven, I'm excited for, but it's the fact of like there is so many characters, and if you're if if Sydney is coming back, it's like there's like six main characters, and I do think that that's a little bit too much, and we're gonna have to to cut some of this fat off. Like I thought Mindy should have died in the train. And we moved on from Mindy. I love Mindy, but it's time. It was time. You can only do those montage, those like you know those monologues, you know every so movie. So I think it was time. Chad, I'm a fan of, you know Chad and uh, and and Tara. I was all I'm all in for that. But I think it's time to kill. Is Kirby coming back too? Like, this is a lot. It's a lot of characters, and um, so, Gale isn't dead. It's told, like there's a lot going on. They want to bring everybody back. Now, Yikes. at the time, of course, nobody has signed anything, but they want to bring everybody back. That included Hayden, Josh. It didn't include Nev. That's what was interesting. But then Nev started having these interactions in person with people, and her energy towards Scream 7 is a lot different than towards Scream 6. And she apparently was negotiating before the strike happened. Yeah, I heard. I saw that, too. That would be so. great. Ah, man. <laughs> Get so her her you, money. <laughs> for sure. But then, like, when you bring her back, it's like, so are they double teaming yeah, the main many. characters? Like, the is it is it Sam and it's Sydney now? And then Gail is still here? And bring I think it's a lot. Patrick Dempsey. It, oh, yeah, I saw that. I would actually <laughs> be down uh, for that. <laughs> I think if you follow Sinistealth, they put out a uh, tweet saying that we would see him in a lot of other projects soon. And then that's when I started digging into, okay, one of those projects is apparently Scream 7. And it's mm-hmm. contingent or reliant on Nev returning. So that seems to indicate to me that if he's back, they're going to have them sharing the screen a lot of times, I guess. Is that a husband and wife dynamic, which is fine. But I guess he won't be back if she's not back. You want to talk about a... You want to talk about... You want to talk about a franchise that could use a cinematic universe? Boy, do I got the franchise for you. Because (laughs) forget about Halloween. What are you going to do with Michael Myers? Okay, forget about Halloween. He has like one person he goes after. Think about a Scream universe. I'm not just saying that because I'm biased. I'm a Scream fan. But I'm like, listen, you can tie in the TV show. You can use a limited series to explain where Sydney was in Scream 6. You could do some stuff with this. And you have so many characters. It's like you can do a quick little limited on Kirby, you know, cracking down a case. You can do something with the core four. And then they the all come together for him. Yeah, something. I don't know. Schumacher is in like some <laughs> some crazy person facility or whatever all this time. I don't know. But I think the issue with Scream 7 is first... I'm a big fan of Radio Silence. They're not returning. I ain't a big fan of Homeboy. I mean, he's all right. But so I'm a little worried. He is a Scream fan, like a big fan. So that gets me a little excited. But I'm always going to be apprehensive when you change create like creators when it comes to Scream. 
And uh, I was apprehensive with radio silence. And, you know, now I'm apprehensive with Christopher Landon. So, I mean, we'll see what happens when it comes to all that. But I do think it's going to be a lot to handle with the abundance of characters in those movies. And I feel like if you are going to do Scream 7, then you're going to have to kill some folks. Don't don't kill, don't kill Sydney. That'll be idiotic. You know, don't do that yet. But if you got to kill some of these, you know, if you got to kill a Mindy, if you must kill a Chad, I'm fine with it. Even I think Kirby maybe can go too. Like I, I won't be too sad about it, but I think it's time and stuff. So we shall see what happens. Uh, just Jordy, though, any thoughts on just Scream 7? General Ortega, do you rather the limited role or what do you think? I feel like I had – well, I know you and I differed on our, our Scream mm-hmm. uh, thoughts from the last movie. But I, <laughs> I I agree, though. There's, like, way too many people. I would want Nev to come back. So that definitely means that some people need to be killed off ASAP. Um, I honestly wouldn't mind Jenna going because she does have a lot on her plate. So if she wants to be more limited this time around. But, like, to everyone's point, they're not – making like they're not killing off these main characters and i just think jenna is obviously the the more like well-known one and more Mm -hmm. beloved actor of the bunch and it Mm -hmm. kind of is fitting with you know the og scream of like killing off the most known actor Mm -hmm. in the movie so i feel like i mean i'd be down if she she died in the opening sequence or something just to Give us something different, because if they all survive to the end again, I'm tired. Oh, <laughs> like I can't. I and I love them all. I love them all. I think they're all like great characters. Mm. I don't love one other, you know, over the other. But I just feel like some people gotta die. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't care about any of the side characters in the last one. Like Mindy's girlfriend, couldn't oh, yeah. cared less about her. Oh, come on, Annika. Yeah, don't Annika. even know her name. Justice for Annika. But, Annika, please. But, oh, no. Like, you know, if you if you have it all always be the person's, like, girlfriend that's new, that's the one that dies. And, like, this best friend that's, like, kind of creepy. Oh, they're the killer. Like, it, it starts he to get. He had econ. I'm a big. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm a big Ethan Landry fan. A lot of people hate on my boy. Because they're like, oh, nobody moved. They took the mask off. I was like, I did. I had fun. Ethan. I don't know. I liked him. I like Jack Champion. I think he's funny and stuff. But uh, Tyler, how about you? Regarding Scream 7 and General Ortega. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because, I mean, she is definitely, at this point, the most recognizable actress, actor of this new set of Scream films. And because of that to the detriment of this franchise, she has a lot on her plate as far as other roles. I would hope, you know, I would, I would be kind of disappointed if it was like a limited role, just because I feel like we had a lot more development with her character in Scream 6, just because she was kind of sidelined a lot in the the fifth film. And we finally got to see a little bit more of her actual development and see her have an arc and, you know, trust her sister more and then have this like romantic angle with Chad kind of, sort of, um, yeah. It would be kind of a shame if she kind of just like 
didn't have much to do in this in the in this upcoming seventh one. But I mean, I get it. I wouldn't want her to die, of course. But it's it is a you know you're kind of you're kind of screwed because I feel like as far as the main plot thread going forward, you can't kill off Melissa Barrera. Like she is like the main story thread of this new group because she has like the Billy Loomis stuff, and you know I feel like a lot of it is centered around her, even though it technically is the core four. So of that group, I mean, I mean, I still think one of the twins should have died in the last one, or even in the, or even in Scream Five, because Chad has <laughs> survived the most insane, like stabbings and whatnot. I mean, he's very much become the Dewey of this new trilogy, this new trilogy of films. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's tough because there's so many characters to pick ones they'd have to pick and choose, or write them off some shape or form being like, you know, they're, they're off doing something else. And that's why they're not involved in this kind of like what they did with Sydney. Um, that would be a shame, but I hope that she's able to at least have a somewhat significant role in the seventh one. But I mean, I, I won't be completely heartbroken, I guess, unless she dies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, people were saying, Oh, that it can have her be the opening kill. I'm like, no dude, I, I think you put way too much stock into Tara for her to be an opening kill. It'll be like if Gale was opening kill and like Scream 3. It wouldn't really make sense to me. So I think you gotta at least if you're gonna do something where you kill her like in the middle of the movie or like like the Dewey death, like the you know, the the kill before mm-hmm. the last act to rally up everybody, then that's cool. But I would hate for it to be like a yeah, opening kills she's done for let's get her out the scripts i mean that'd be kind of crazy to me so we'll see what happens i guess but uh all right let's get into the email bag here if you want to send us a question here on the show it is cinemania 2018 at com. let's get to some of the more scarier questions since we are on a nightmare show this person here says what do you guys think the reason is for the sudden sudden slasher resurgence that we've seen in the last few years a lot of people have been saying that it is scream but do you think that the halloween movies had a hand in that i'm guessing the the, the requel well, halloween is what well yeah about. yeah i think i think that's where i think that was the start of it all in 20 when was that 2018 but even then, when yes, that came out, it's not like we got like a bunch of slasher movies right after it came out. It was still like we got more requels, I would say, after that one came out. It wasn't like mm, okay, we're still, now we're still getting are, requels. Yeah, it wasn't. It didn't feel like a oh, this is like slasher movies are it now. Let's start doing those. It felt like oh, they want requels, and then we got like I don't know, Candyman and like whatever else we got. But uh, yeah, so I. I think, I do think the reason why is because, I mean, they've been doing well in the box office. I think, you know, they don't cost a lot to make. That's just horror movies in general. But, you know, you have you have the big kind of viral trends like a Megan doing so well. And then it results to a really good box office. And then Scream, Scream 5 and 6 both did pretty well when they came out so i just think when stuff does well in the theaters that's when hollywood is like okay you know let's get some more out there now we have a lot coming out thanksgiving i am so excited for thanksgiving (laughs) i saw that trailer in theaters 
Oh, no, dude. I am so pumped. I saw that trailer in theaters. And, and they, no, I don't want spoilers, Eric. What's wrong with you? So, <laughs> <laughs> so when they're like, when they're, he's using all these Thanksgiving props to kill people, I love it. And then they had this other one coming out regarding Christmas. And oh, I'm yeah, just. It's, it's, a one, it's a wonderful knife. Yeah, all this stuff is exciting. Right. We yeah, actually just. Uh, right as you said this. that, it just hit my inbox. <laughs> Oh, did it really? <laughs> so we yeah, just we also <laughs> wait. Which movie? Thanksgiving or It's a Wonderful Knife? No, the Wonderful Knife movie. Ah, nice. I want Thanksgiving. Better. Yeah. Uh, so too, I'm more excited for Thanksgiving. Yes, I am too. It looks gru- It looks gruesome, gory, and nasty, and it's slashery goodness, and I'm so pumped. We had it's- some cool slashers on streaming services too. Like uh, I don't I really one of my I'm really a big fan of that one on Netflix that came on. Not the trilogy, but cuz that was cool too to have that. Oh, Fear Street. Yeah, the Fear Street was dope. That was cool to have as a slasher fan, but that the underrated one that I really enjoy um what was it someone there's someone in your house something like that. Oh, I yeah. really oh, yeah. liked that one. It was the killer who was wearing people's people's faces. I really enjoyed that one. And then recently we had another streaming one on Prime Video called Totally Killer. And, uh, I really liked that one. Me too. Uh, you did it? He's like, <laughs> he, was, he was the, the outlier, <laughs> I'm afraid. Yeah, I was the outlier. I just... Uh, I, I, well, I, I thought it was so fun once she went back to like the 80s. A, I gave yeah. it a 6.5 out of 10. Like, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I liked it. But I felt as though maybe they really didn't hone in enough on the mystery of it all. For yeah, me. that's fair. Mm-hmm. I feel like they knew it was a streaming movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was very made for TV kind of. I they did like. I did really like the opening that the mom was like kicking ass. I thought that was pretty cool. That she better sick. be. She, they, she, they said that they had that girl in the self defense class, and she was eight. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. that was dope. I thought because that, that was a, that was we don't really see that in slasher openings like the. The victim just you know getting getting some licks so i like that i just thought i thought oh is this woman a slayer <laughs> right. um yeah so that was you know um yeah so that was i i think the resurgence has a you know it has to do with a lot of things though i do think halloween just you know bringing that back and kind of that massive opening and a lot of people don't call it a slasher but i think us is definitely a slasher the way that it fucking mm-hmm. the way it's going down and stuff People getting sliced and diced with scissors. I think that's a slasher movie to me, you know. But uh, I, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's just contributions of a bunch of things and stuff. But I couldn't be happier as a slasher fan. Like horror slasher is like my first genre, subgenre, um, you know, uh, from horror that I love. So I just bring them all. Give me more and stuff. Don't stop unless it's like Halloween ends. Then don't give me any more and i'm all set but let's go to you tyler just your thoughts on slashers through the years kind of becoming the new thing again uh it's i mean it's the the genres of horror that become popular it is very cyclical i feel like a lot for the longest time it was like demon horror you know possession movies uh, after the conjuring so we just got like an overabundance of those type of movies so i'm glad that we're shifting towards something else also paranormal activity kind of you know did that as well um and then torture porn was before that was saw and hostile and anything that eli roth did in that era like cabin fever um 
But I mean, I feel like I mean horror. When it comes to horror, I mean, it always just has like a dedicated fan base, and I feel like a lot of people have realized that. Especially if you give them like a formula, like a slasher. I feel like slasher is like one of the easiest as far as formulating a popular film, just in this genre at least, just because it's you know it's a very simple setup, bunch of you know goofy teen kids. You have somebody murder them one by one, and usually there's some mythos around the killer, or sometimes there's a whodunit aspect, and that's what makes Scream so unique, because uh, everybody else pretty much in the genre, you know, it's there's no mystery behind who the killer is. There's no, you know, everyone knows who Michael Myers, it's Michael Myers, it's Jason Voorhees, Scream, you know, it's somebody else every single time. But, mm-hmm. um, and also the fact that they're cheap, you know, we brought up the fact that they're cheap, but um yeah i feel like it's just a lot of it's a lot of different elements that we brought up already but i think the main thing is just that they're they're fun you know i mean they're they're simple they're fun you know they don't require a lot compared to other type of movies and i mean why not create goofy horror movies at this time i mean when we're we're getting like thanksgiving slashers and christmas slashers i mean why not just play it up at this point we know we just had a you know totally totally killer was a time traveling sci-fi slasher like why not just get weird with it at this point yeah i i i agree you know you know i think the more you make them more fresh i do also agree regarding the reason why they're so easy to just do is the mystery aspect of it, you know, because it's, you know, the, it's always a whodunit when it comes to a slasher for the most part, you know, when they have a mask involved and whatnot, and it allows you to keep going with that, you know, with that said movie, because you can keep adding more characters and, you know, having it become another whodunit. So I think that's a good, good, you know, good statement from that. As far as let's go to you, Eric, just thoughts on slasher movies as of late. Um, honestly, I, I do think Halloween 2018 is to blame for a lot of it on a financial standpoint, because I think that movie ended up overperforming. It did numbers that no one was expecting it to. <laughs> yeah. So then after that, then you got, oh, Spyglass bought the rights to Scream and new Scream movie in development. It's like, oh, well, that didn't take long. And it's like all it took was Michael Myers to remind you that slashers can still work not that you couldn't have done something original and make that much money because i believe you can if you market it well but then yeah we've been getting a lot of great slasher movies some of them better than others uh i think the worst i've seen does they slash them count i think that might be the Uh, worst one i've seen a bunch oh that that counts oh man that (laughs) shit was awful man that was was really unfortunate because i was i was rooting for that movie so was i I, it was great Oh, I love me. Yeah, I love hearing about a slasher movie coming out because I'm not. I love hearing about it, and I'm like, ooh, let me go check it out. And Sick was a lot of fun. I think wasn't uh, wasn't Sick the writer of Scream too? So I thought yeah, Sick was yeah, a lot of fun. Um, they slashed them I when I credit. Uh, well, well, Halloween of course is more successful, but I would mm-hmm. slightly credit the revival of Chucky in 2013. Granted, Chucky was then absent um, until 2017 with Cult mm-hmm. of Chucky, but I, I I would still lend some credit to Chucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the TV show has been a huge the, hit. The, the, the straight to DVD movies. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I would agree. And then, uh, Jordy, did you you didn't get your thoughts yet, right? Let's go to you. No, but I feel like you guys pretty much covered it. I I mean, I don't know. 
I feel like slashers are are easier to make. You don't have to mm-hmm. like deal with as much CGI and there's no demons or supernatural. It's like less less work, which sounds bad, but like a good slasher is really impactful and like I don't know. I love a slasher, but I do feel like we did get a little oversaturated with them for a while. But like that's why I liked Totally Killer because I feel like it did something a little bit different. I agree. And like I wasn't expecting it to be – I didn't know it was like time travel and like I appreciate that. Like I love the final girls, like those types of movies where it kind of like pays tribute to actual like real hardcore slashers but can be a little bit more fun and like freaky, things like that. But yeah, I don't know. I I still – I still love a slasher movie, but I do wish that we would get like some really good, like gruesome ones that aren't necessarily like a horror comedy and are like new and fresh and like a different killer than we've seen before. Have you guys ever seen that movie? I feel like it's like a deep cut, but it's a slasher movie. When I was little, I didn't know it was meant to be like a comedy, but I loved it. It's called Club Dread. Have you all ever seen that? I, I've seen I it. I've heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it. it's so bad because I've oh, watched no. it. You know when you <laughs> you know when you watch something when you're young, and you're like, ah, oh, this is great, and then you grow up and you're like, whoa. It's yeah. those. So, uh, it's those. It's those broken lizard guys. Yeah, it's so bad. But I remember like being so giddy when I used to catch it on TV when I was little. This is like what 2004. How old was I? Like 10. Like yeah, and I loved it. And for some reason, I feel like I feel like we got to get one of those, like a like an actual R-rated comedy, but not like like a comedy horror movie, like slasher wise. And but it's not like a PD thirteen comedy, like a Happy Death Day or Freaky. Mm-hmm. It's more like slasher, like I don't know Seth Rogen and all those guys. And it's like a slasher movie. I feel like we haven't got that in a long time, and that would be kind of fun to go back into. But um, all right, let's do one more question here before we get off air. This person here says, are any of you guys excited for the new Strangers trilogy coming out next year? Do you think it was necessary? (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy to me just the idea of like, are you excited for a trilogy in one year? Like, <laughs> what do you mean a trilogy all coming out in one year? <laughs> that, uh, it sounds exhausting. Yeah, I saw I saw that clip and uh, it just it's not it's not doing it for me, dudes. So well, the um, thing is, is like we have all like fans of the actual like the original Strangers have always just said we uh, want more of that. Yeah, like, we want like isolated. That that like and i i do get it i have some fun with pray at night but it's like that's just it just turned into a regular like a regular horror movie yeah like the the strangers is like the the scariness of that is how 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 easy it is for that to happen and just weirdos singling you out Watching you for a night, bothering you all night. I just like just the like idea. lurking in the background, and you have no idea that they're inside your house, and like yeah, yeah. that like, that's that so scary. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know why we need a trilogy of them, and so it's called so Chapter is this, One, and I, so I'm I guess assuming this is before. a reboot. Is this I, a reboot? I thought it was right? before like the trilogy. Oh, no. 
I heard they, remake, cause... reboot trilogy, and then oh. one of the actors they're in an interview saying, "Oh, it's in the same universe." But then Ray Harlan continues to contradict <laughs> what I'm like. There's so many contradictions. Like, okay, well, yeah. I guess I'm just gonna have to wait to see it because you you guys aren't even on the same page. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, cause it's cause they all died in the last one. They right. All... So is it a prequel or? For yeah, the events of the first, like three, I need a timeline. Three prequels. <laughs> there's, there's definitely a cult angle they're gonna try to introduce. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, like it's a bunch of people in the mask or whatever the fuck. Maybe like from that. the dark web or something. <laughs> Which is gonna be like that is not the point of the original one. Like you just, I know it's, that's it's like, like these three maybe friends, maybe like you don't know who these three people are. And it's are. just them so knocking about to on pull, doors. They're about to pull an exorcist believer. So you didn't watch the first movie, did you? <laughs> oh, God. Exorcist it's, deceiver. It's Terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, um, I don't know. I'm just, that clip did nothing for me. And I think one of the most chilling line deliveries in a horror film is the whole, you know, you were home. Yes. And it's like, I, I didn't get that at all. And I'm like, they try to do it again in the sequel uh, too. When, uh, what's her face was before she got blasted. You know, she's like, why do, why are you doing this? And there's like, why not? <laughs> and then and then homegirl from like the Riverdale homegirl. I'm just I ain't with yeah. it. I'm just not I'm yeah. just not it's not doing it for me. She's and like, Why are you doing like, this? And I'm like, oh fuck. And <laughs> so, the fact they're just like, she's gonna be the lead in the entire trilogy. <laughs> and it's like, how does that mean that these killers are tr- like they're just staying with they're, her? They're like bad at killing. <laughs> Yeah, and like, do they really care that much that they're gonna spend however you know the length of time is in the movies, just like following this random chick? Like, they could just knock on another house. They just have a lot of beef with her for some reason. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand how it connects back to like why everybody really loved the first one, which is sad. Yeah, yeah I agree, and uh, I agree. Uh, let's do one more mailbag mailbag question here. We have one more here that I that I kind of want to answer. The person here says, "I know we have a lot still to come regarding horror, but is there any horror movie in particular that you guys have as your favorite of the year so far?" So favorite horror movies of the year. I mean, I I gotta tap into my letterbox. I just look at my list. I thought he was so, going to ask like the most anticipated left of the year. For, I mean, it's Thanksgiving for me. I don't know what to tell y'all. It, just... it, it, it's for me as well. That's why I was yeah. hyped. I was, we were going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So look, I mean, just look. So that that I mean, everything else. I don't. I don't really remember what we have like coming up for the rest of the year. Uh, that Freddy, you know, Five Nights at Freddy does not look good because it looks good, but it's making me worried that they're. First of all, the press screenings are like Wednesday before. Like the, I hate when press screenings are on Wednesday. Oh yeah, they were Wednesday, and then you can like post it that night because it it's lifting on Thursday Thursday morning. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like super late, and I it's making me kind of worried about that. So yeah. currently, my favorite of the year, of course. I mean, come on now, uh, Scream Six. But I do want to give shout outs to talk to me. Uh, the Nun Two. I don't care what anybody says. I loved it. I don't care what Eric says. I love the Nun Two. Crazy. I, love I tried to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love. Of course, Evil Dead Rise, Megan, Saw X for me. I enjoyed. Those are those are some of my my picks. But for me, of course, is Scream Six. 
especially after rewatch today. Uh, how about you, Jordy? Any your favorite horror movie of the year? Before we get off the air, I would say it was Talk to Me because okay. I just I loved that movie so much, and I I just think it was so inventive, and I was so impressed by the fact that like these were YouTubers that created this. Like after learning mm-hmm. that, after watching, I was like what that's so wild (laughs) like would not expect that and like it just really stuck with me but i do agree like saw x and evil dead rise were also very high on my list this year i had fun with those all right all right uh tyler your favorite of the year if you say totally killer i swear to god no actually i I thought about it i really i genuinely did but uh but uh talk to me is probably my favorite i just was like Mm -hmm. that was one of the movies that really like hit me like you know deeply affected me the most i would say just because of the story at large and mixed with like the really chilling atmosphere and just the moments in general like that movie's kind of just stuck with me and lingered with me ever since um besides Mm -hmm. that um i was really excited because i just picked up the steelbook for evil dead rise and it has the mom on the cover and that giant cheese grater on the back oh my god it's like a, I think the cheese grater is um, supposed to be their building, but um, oh that's yeah. Right. I mean, Evil Dead Rise was awesome. Scream mm-hmm. Six, of course. Saw X, mm-hmm. um, Megan, um, mm-hmm. and um, Infi- Infinity Pool was fun too. I mean, that that's a horror film. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Eric, what's yours? The Nun Two. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is indeed the Nun Two. And it's actually Talk To Me, of course. Talk Mm -hmm. To Me, yeah, that just caught me off guard. Uh, It was Scream 6, and then Talk To Me came, and I'm like, ah, I love that movie way too much. It's better made than Scream 6, too, in the writing department, more specifically. But Talk To Me, the camera work, the acting, the messaging about trauma and holding on to the past, depression, addiction, they did all of that just fantastically and then of course it being from Racka Racka I loved watching Racka Racka growing I'm like yeah job well done guys that was it was just great the whole movie was great <laughs> yeah I I mean I, I actually just rewatched that as well last week because I picked up the uh, the the blu-ray for it and uh yeah yeah it's a really it's a really surprising movie when it came out I loved the trailer when I saw it for the first time and I was caught off guard but uh, yeah, I absolutely love Talk To Me. So, all right, everyone, that is it for this episode of the Cinemania Nightmares show. Really apologize for the technical difficulties early in the show, but hopefully you st- stuck around and listened to the rest of the show. I'll go around, get everyone's social media. I'll start with you, Tyler. Let everyone know they can follow you. <clears throat> Well, yeah. So, uh, obviously, you can find me by searching up my name on YouTube, Tyler Calvert, for reviews, rankings, a bunch of stuff on that channel, and uh, Twitter and Instagram at it's Tyler Calvert. All right, and Jordy. Yeah, you can find me at Jordy Reviews It, mostly on like Instagram and TikTok, not so much Twitter anymore, uh, and also JordyReviewsIt.com. All right, and Eric. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. X, Twitter, whatever, Instagram at Critical Overlord, <laughs> mostly YouTube. All right, everyone, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinematic94 and the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Eric, Tyler, and Jordy. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye bye.